get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a text on the Air Comfort Service text line 65780 from the 314 says, I'm about to head into the office, but I will turn on the radio for a few extra minutes to hear you talk with Mike Claiborne. Because we always like to hear from Claibs, who's with us now on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Of course, you can hear him on the Cardinal broadcast tonight, and you can read and see the great work at ClaibsOnline.com. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I am doing well. Just trying to dodge the raindrops this morning. Claves, our goal in radio when we hop on the air is to get somebody who's sitting in their car to stay in their car. So that guy yeah. from the 314, thank you very much for helping us out. <laughs> so what we need to do is ask him to lock the doors so he can't get out. <laughs> right, just stay in there for the whole day. Stay hey, in there, yeah. Uh, uh, John Gant, if the weather holds out, is going to pitch tonight. And with Michaelis headed back, with Martinez headed back, is this the last start we see from John Gant? It could be. Um, you know, John Gantz was a guy that, you know, we all hoped it was going to turn out to be okay, and he's given the Cardinals a chance. But the walk thing uh, has just become such a, a glaring issue that he hasn't been able to figure that out yet. And so what you might see is if he, when he goes to the bullpen, you know, he can give you three, four innings. I mean, that's not a problem. It's just the fact he's got to throw strikes. And, and to his credit, I think it's safe to say that we've seen some pretty shoddy umpiring this year around baseball. And he's a guy that pounds low in the zone. And if he doesn't get that call, then he doesn't have a plan B. And that's what's cost him. Uh, His last outing, you know, they just kept pumping fastballs and, you know, he was getting that call. But, you know, you get the wrong guy behind the plate, uh, all of a sudden you start to press. And the next thing you know, every time you look up, it's 2-0 and or 3-0, and and, and you've got to make a perfect pitch. In a lot of cases, it hasn't worked out that way. But I, I think the experience is on the way as far as starters are concerned with Carlos and uh, John, and uh, Miles Michaelis. So, yeah, this could be, but that doesn't mean he won't have a significant role in the success of this team this year. Definitely. Claves, the walk issue seems to have affected a lot of pitchers on this Cardinal staff. How It's contagious. It is contagious. This is a great way to put it. How alarmed are you by this? Do you think that this is something that the Cardinals will be able to self-correct, or is this something that you think could be a problem for a while? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I, I think that it, it comes from a lot of different things. Um, guys are pressing. I don't think there's any doubt about it. We mentioned the umpiring. And, and you know, everybody in baseball is watching the walks go up. Throw in the fact that, you know, I'm going to give the hitters a little credit here, too, because, you know, they have so much information on pitchers, and they know what they what not to swing at. And, you know, that slider that some guys have that's nasty may not be a strike, and they don't swing at it. Or if they get a two-strike count, they foul off enough pitches, and all of a sudden you go from 0-2 to 3-2, and 
and then they really start to press, and then you have bigger problems. I also think that you have some guys that are having some control problems because I think there's some guys who aren't used to the way these baseballs are rubbed up or what they've been able to use to make sure they have a better grip. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of hitters getting hit, and we're seeing some guys getting hit in the face. We saw one last night. And I just think that a lot of guys don't have the control because they don't have the feel for the baseball like they used to. Claims when Miles Michaelis comes back, I, uh, first of all, go back to his last first, his last full season, 2019. I thought he was as victimized by anybody that year by the juiced ball. And now with the de-juiced ball and fly balls traveling about five feet less, I wonder if that'll play into the hands of Miles Michaelis more because that's a guy that lived in the strike zone in his first yeah. year in 2018. Yeah, that's a good point you make. He he was a guy who had such good stuff. He 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 was throwing. He was a strike thrower. But but here's something, Randy. And I've asked Mike Schilt this every month since we've had the season underway. Are you noticing that that balls aren't tearing? Because I'm seeing balls getting crushed. I'm not seeing track power. You know, track power. I'm seeing guys that are hitting balls well into the seats. I don't see many guys that are standing in front of the wall making saves that, you know, you say last year this would have been a home run. So I, I think we, I'm going to wait a little while longer on, on that front to see how the weather has an impact. But in reference to your question about Michaelis, yeah, I, I think he's a guy that if he's right and he's throwing strikes, he's hard to hit. And, you know, he's just got really good movement. He's not, it's not fancy in what he's doing. But he's just got good movement on his fastball. He's got a couple other pitches that he's able to show you. But uh, he's a guy that you got to have. I mean, you know, we haven't had him in a rotation for almost two years now. So this is something that they've got to have. Clebs, of course, we have to ask you about Albert Pujols. What was your reaction when you heard he was going to the Dodgers? And do you think the Cardinals should have pursued him? Well, uh, in answer to your first question, I was happy for him. Um, you know, I we all know when it's over, it's over. Okay. You know, and every player talks about when their career is over, how much they miss the camaraderie. I personally would miss the first and the 15th more than, <laughs> than some of the guys. But my point being, you, you get this one kick at the can and he knows this is it. So I'm happy for him on that front. Now with regard to the Cardinals, I, here, here's where you're going to run into a problem. A, I don't know if you will get enough at-bats for him. You know, I mean, you look at the Dodgers situation at first, you look at the Cardinals situation. So you say, all right, we're going to give Goldschmidt one day a week off. So, okay, so Albert gets four at-bats. Maybe he gets three pinch hits during the week. But the problem with the pinch hit is if he gets on base, he can't run. So now you have to have another pinch runner go in for him in that role. So you burn two spots right off the bat, not including the person he pinch hit for. And benches just aren't that deep. And if you look at the Cardinals bench, it's not very deep at all. So it, it, I just don't think it would have been as good of a fit. And, and I'm not a believer that you bring guys back for sentimental reasons. You know, you're here to win ball games. You know, we can have all the parades and the, the dedication moments later. But I just don't think you can afford to take a guy who wasn't playing well and, and throw him into a situation and say, well, you know, we, we he can fix it. You know, he's Albert. Well, he was Albert at, that we knew. He's not the guy that we saw in St. Louis. He's not the guy that, that Anaheim, when the Angels thought they were going to get. And like everybody else, when you get a little older, you just don't have the skill set like you once did. And once you accept that either I don't have it 
and I don't know what to do about it, or I don't have it, and I'm going to make an adjustment. You know that that's the only way you survive, and you're still on borrowed time. I mean, you know they say he's 41 years old. So how many 41 year olds, you know, really step it up a notch? I just don't see enough of it. And Claves, that's an organization and a team that can afford to keep him as their 26th guy because they struggle against left-handed pitching. They're going to get Seager back. They're going to get Bellinger back. They're going to get Pollock back. And if Albert is willing to accept those three, four, or five at-bats a week so that he can take a shot at another world championship, it seems like it's much more. it would be much more palatable for the Dodgers be, to be able to carry that guy on their roster than the Cardinals would. I, I agree, but here's the other thing. As you mentioned it, Randy, uh, they have a bunch of guys on the injured list. So what happens when these guys start to come back and they need a roster spot? And, you know, do you have somebody else who's more versatile that's on your bench, perhaps? So I, I really think that this is kind of a, a trial run for the Dodgers to see if they can buy some time and Albert can get his mojo going to justify him keeping a roster spot when these healthy players come back. Hey, before we let you go, do the Blues win one against Colorado? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm one of those who doesn't believe series really start until game three. Uh, You know, I don't think anybody expected the Blues to breeze through Colorado. I know there are some people that think Colorado will breeze through the Blues, but I I just feel like – there's a game that they they can win. If they win one, who knows what happens. But, you know, they have the work cut out for them. But it, it would be nice if some of the, the better players would be, you know, contribute a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Tarasenko had a couple of good looks early in the game. But, man, there's some guys that just we just haven't seen. You know, I give Braden Shin credit for at least trying to play the body and mix it up a little bit because he hasn't been the offensive guy that you hope to have. So, yeah, I'm just thinking that they'll they'll hopefully get it in gear. Uh, let's not play the Perron card. Oh, what was us? David Perron isn't in a lot. Of, well, I got news for you. That means there's ice time for somebody else. And, you know, we put a lot of stock into the top six players as far as offense is concerned, and they just haven't gotten the job done. So um, I, I feel like they can get a game, and maybe it's tomorrow night or Friday night or whenever it is, you know, I've lost track. You know, these late-night games have really kind of messed up my clock. (laughs) Between four-hour baseball games and late games out in Colorado, um, it's going to be interesting, though, to see how things develop. But I think if this team has the character that I think they do, they're going to show up with a better effort. And, And as good as Bennington was, Bennington shouldn't have to stand on his head like he had to just to keep them in it. Think about it. If he didn't make some saves, Blues could have easily lost seven to one. Eight to one. And that's not a good effort, in my opinion. So hopefully they can turn it around. Claves, always good to hear from you. Looking forward to the uh, Daily Cards podcast on ClavesOnline.com. All right. You guys have a great day. Michelle, what'd you bring back? Anything exciting? Um, just some extra pounds from some bagels, Claves. That's all. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, there's a gym waiting for you. Somebody be calling you later. Don't I got worry. some stories for you. Don't worry. Looking forward to it. All right, you guys have a great week. Take All right, care. You too. Thanks. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.